You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And let me just bring the mic up for Jill. Hello, Jill. Hello. Yay. <laughs> Another successful start to a show. Yay. Welcome back to you, the listener. We are on episode 83, and we're going to veer away from our lesson-y stuff that we've been doing, and we're going to talk about solar returns. And, uh, but to start off with, um, because solar returns, uh, I will give a definition and all that kind of good stuff in a moment here, but they are a predictive technique. And so we probably need to maybe just do a wee bit of a chat on what each of us understand or mean by prediction. Yeah. So, Jill, what do you well, mean? I don't think in terms of prediction so much. For me, it's more like trends and, and kind of looking at whatever's going on in relation to the natal chart because everything always goes back to the natal potential mm -hmm. and what what is being triggered in the natal chart by the planetary positions at any given time yeah and i yeah. think too that um if you're new to to something like astrology uh we all sort of carry um uh imaginings about what predicting is going to be about and uh, you know in popular um what's the word for it so society i guess would be one way of saying it um lots of people think you're going to be specific you know um it's going to be you know the tall dark handsome stranger um you know his name's going to be bob um he's going to show up on the bus uh, <laughs> I have a good example of that. I have a good example from years ago. There was okay. a young, young woman that wanted wanted a session. So yeah. She, she starts saying, well, can you see in there that I'm going to have an affair? She's married and has a couple of small children. Right, right. right. Oh, dear. I said, well, actually, you know, there's, there's you know, I think she had Pluto going through her seventh house or something. So right, right, yeah. <laughs> It's the potential to, you know, kill the marriage or revitalize it, <laughs> from my perspective. Um, so that's kind of what I went into. I mean, you basically, you, you, I can't say what's going to happen, but exactly. the potential exactly. is there yep. for some dramatic and deep and profound change in your relationship. Yes. That's kind of what hinges yeah. on how you choose to use the energy exactly she, we kept coming back to it over and over but doesn't say in there <laughs> basically she wanted me to give, to her, give her permission, permission. yeah which and is not our job so i don't think she was happy with her session because i didn't give her what she wanted but i'm not going to do that because that's to me that's just totally irresponsible yeah that's not and it's well it's just not our job to do that and also i think with prediction if you do make you know prediction like it's like a self-fulfilling -fulfill prophecy you know 
people hear it and assume that's what's going to happen and whoa then it happens well if you believe it will happen you will make it happen in a sense because yeah, we yeah yeah that's that. I, so yeah. hmm. that's that's kind of where i'm at with that <laughs> anyway that was that was kind of a, an interesting session because she wasn't she really wanted me to tell her she could <laughs> Well, okay. yes, it's right there, so obviously this is going to happen. <laughs> you have nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay, so from my point of view, very similar. Um, I see, yeah, the chart, the original statement as a set of potentials. Um, and then that set of potential um, has to unfold through time, like... Um, and I will later on in this little talk we're going to do today, I'll talk a little bit about how some of the ancients viewed that. Um, and so you can see, you know, that the hurricane is on the horizon. Uh, you can see that there a particular aspect of your personality or of you know, like things like moving or a change in career or the potential for those. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely and see I, that. I, but the actual what's it going to look like in real time, um, you know, maybe a really good psychic can do that. But astrology, that's not its point. Yeah. No, and, I, you know, and I'm always surprised i've had a few clients over the years who said oh and what you told me was going to happen just you know and i'm like i don't do predictions so yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? but i think it was in relation to a move or something yeah and time and it yeah. was timing and yeah timing one of the things you're looking at but you don't yeah. know what it's timing you know exactly going to unfold yeah no exactly um, there is a branch, of course, that um, has been developed in astrology to help you with that, and that's electional astrology, so yeah. that you can pick an auspicious time to do things. Um, and that particular um, style of astrology has gotten quite big, actually. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I remember taking a course with that at one time, and they were saying that they, whoever was teaching it, they'd done the, gone through the whole thing. This person was opening a shop or something, and they'd set up the election chart for just the right time, and it was great. And then they were setting up their shop, and somebody came and knocked on the window and wanted to buy something, and they sold it to them. So <gasps> that screwed up the whole thing. That <laughs> <laughs> changed the time of it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You plan as much as you want. But things will unfold in the time they're they're kind of going to. I mean, you know, so I, that it, that there's that curious mixture of yeah, yeah. There's that cur curious mixture of fate and free will. Yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, like I said in the little intro to this segment, um, you know, it's it's kind of a mystery. It's a mystery that we can see timing to the degree the degree that we do. Yeah. But it's not complete by any stretch of the imagination. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So let's take a dive into one style of looking at what might be on the horizon in a person's life. And so we're going to do solar return. So, um, and some of my commentary is going to harken back to a guy by the name of Abu Mashar. 
um, who was a ninth century astrologer in uh, Baghdad. And his books have recently been directly translated from the Arabic by a Dr. Benjamin Dyke, who is Dykes, who is also an astrologer. Um, and so he's written a book on what back then they called solar revolutions. And so the title of the book, it's out there, you can buy it, Persian Nativities 4 on the Revolutions of the Years of the Nativities. Um, and so um, when it comes to my example, I'm going to, you know, work through that process from back then rather than what I used to do. And Jill will do an example from a more modern perspective. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, sound good? <laughs> okay, so what's a solar return? Well, basically, um, we take a trip around the sun, and your chart is based on the position of the sun relative to the tropical zodiac at the time, date, and place that you were born. And so a solar return is literally when, you know, we've taken a trip around the sun and come back to that precise degree and minute. Yeah. And so in theory, I mean, there's returns for every planet in your chart. Yeah, mm -hmm. but they vary in length of time. Yeah. Well, like the Pluto return that the U.S. is, is Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like if you live 248 years, woohoo. Uh, it's a little slower. <laughs> yeah, it's a little slower. Okay, so uh, a solar return chart is, so there's a chart cast for that moment, okay? And uh, the solar return itself roughly coincides with the person's birth date. Now, it's, sometimes it doesn't. It can be like the day before or the day after because we're literally going for the correct degree and minute. Um, and of course, all the rest of the planets are somewhere new right because our birth chart is a slice in time um that will never repeat ever oh. ever ever good thing no i'm teasing <laughs> some charts should not be repeated <laughs> okay so uh for those that are listening live i would suggest that you go to my website uh, cardinalastrology.ca go to the radio page episode 83 because I am going to put up my first example, which is my chart. And I, um, oh, no, that was wrong. That's, <laughs> That's my music. <laughs> if anybody wants to know, you know, that's my theme. <laughs> that's, that's who did it. Okay, this should work. No, what's wrong with this? Oh, oh. Dear, 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 I'm having, oh no, I can't do that. Okay, 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 I understand I can't do that. I understand I got to do this. There we go. Now <laughs> I can do it. I'm pretty sure. Yes! Yay, team. Okay, so what I have up, if you're on my website, or if, obviously if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, after the fact, you will see these charts. So I have on one side, I have my natal chart, um, which has the sun at 19 degrees and 16 minutes of Scorpio. Now, on my birthday uh, in um, 2013, I have the wrong chart. Well, I'll be darned. 
Maybe I won't use this example. Maybe we'll use your example. Because that's the wrong year. Yeah. Well, I'll be. Okay, oh. moving on. <laughs> I just realized that. In 2013. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I suppose we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Saturn, your son there. I mean, that's... Uh, that, that, this, yeah, okay, so yes, we can do this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I see how I wrote down move three. No, it wasn't move three. This was the nightmare that was Galliano Island for me. Yeah, we uh. can talk about it. So, um, you know, what's, what's, in, what's interesting about solar returns is you have to kind of wrap your head around. Um, it isn't a yearly thing like the way we start the year, January 1st. This is yearly based on when you were born. So for me, the year starts in November, right? And so I went on a retreat on the island of Galliano, uh, July of 2014. But the solar return chart that was in effect at that time, obviously, was based on one from 2013. Right. Yeah, so you have to kind of keep that in mind. Otherwise, it, yeah, it can kind of mess with your brain. So what you'll notice is that the sun in my solar return is at 19 degrees, 16 minutes, as it was when I was born. It did fall on the same day, but early in the morning. So this is a, a, a night chart, whereas my own birthday, it was a day chart. So, you know, and then as you can see, even just visually, the chart is quite different. So... My Scorpio planets are all um, natally, they're in my eighth. In, uh, in the solar return, they're in the second. Um, I have a moon in the solar return chart that's Pisces. My moon natally is Capricorn. Um, I've got a Venus-Pluto conjunction happening uh, down there in uh, the fourth house in Capricorn, whereas natally I have Venus conjunct Saturn in Scorpio. Uh, Jupiter is up there in the 10th in Cancer, and Mars, who is my um, uh, the leader of my ship, okay, it's the uh, planet that rules the Ascendant, is in... Virgo in the 12th and uh, and this has a Libra rising it's interesting with the Libra rising because that is a flip of my chart right I have right. Aries rising but this gives me Libra rising now turned you on your head it did oh let's <laughs> let's not even um, um, how much it turned me on my head well and look at your moon there in the six. Oh yes yes okay so between Neptune and Chiron. oh dear I'm I picked a scab and now I'm bleeding on everything oh how oh, dear. how strange and weird okay try not to bleed on your computer <laughs> God <laughs> what Adding drama, are you? Uh, well, apparently, apparently. Okay, so what is the process for this? So based on Abu Mashar, um, he suggests that, <clears throat> and almost all of the um, things that I've read about the ancients is when it came to predicting, <clears throat> and I think this rule sort of still follows through even today, the rule of three. So you've got to see something being triggered on more than just one level or more than just one 
um, planet uh, affecting a certain area of your chart. There's got to be some symbolism that stacks up for it to actually manifest. And so one of the things that um, they looked at is who was uh, the, what house and what planet was the annual profection for that year. Now I have a chart on here that shows these. And I would, so what I would suggest you do is take a screenshot from this. And um, so in the empty column, and I've put perfections, it should be profections, uh, you would start with, so in my case, Aries is the first house and that would follow with the zero year because you aren't a year old until you're a year old. <laughs> um, and then Taurus would be my second house and that would be my first year. Uh, Gemini is my third house and my second year of life, so on and so forth. So the numbers in the yellow are the, um, how old you are. And so you just run across and see which planet was activated that year. And so in this particular case, in 83 or, 90 or 2013, so that's how many years ago? Who can um, do the math? Eight. 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 So I would have been in my 60th year. Oh. But we're not at November yet. Yeah, but yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. See that that this is this can kind of mess with your head. So I believe I was next solar return. Yes. I was in my first house, solar or or annual perfection, first house. So that's ruled by Mars, and look where Mars was. Do 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 do. Mars was in the twelfth of self undoing in Virgo. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, back then, I knew nothing about Hellenistic astrology. I probably would have looked at this solar return and went, oh, look, Jupiter is on the 10th, nourishing, teaching. <laughs> well, and look at all the trines and sextiles. Yeah. And then, and then look at, you know, uh, Venus, Pluto. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to be, you know, transformed into an enlightened being and... <laughs> Uh, ignore the square to Uranus. Or uh, the fact that Neptune is conjunct the moon opposite Mars and Mars. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we are laughing. And the reason why we are laughing is uh, for me, that particular retreat was, um, I mean, in hindsight, things in hindsight, you can see the lesson. Uh, but at the time, um, emotionally toasted me, just completely toasted me. Um, I was a school bus driver and I was 12 years old. Not really a thing you want to be doing. Hmm, no. <laughs> anyway, it was a spiritual retreat gone wrong for me. Doesn't mean that that particular spiritual leader isn't a good thing for other people. Right. But... Yeah. You know, so would it have been possible if I had have studied ancient astrology sooner, would I have been a little more skeptical of going on that retreat? And my answer is yes, I would have been. Because given, um, you know, the my 
modern practice of astrology, that Jupiter in the 10th, that would have looked good to me. Um, the Sun-Saturn piece, how would I have saw that? Discipline, because I knew it was a it was a spiritual treat, so this was in the Buddhist tradition. So no, discipline Saturn's, wouldn't have been. Saturn is hard lessons. That's true. That's true. But I was looking for a big shift. I know. And it wasn't. I did get a big shift. It wasn't the one I wanted, though. That's for sure. Well, you got a big shift. You didn't specify what. <laughs> yes, <kind. laughs> I wanted it to be a healing shift. But I think, you and, know, and in the end, in the end, all's fair. It did. I mean, it, yeah. it, um, it's sort of like with an alcoholic, right? You know, the the catchphrase is always, "Well, they won't change until they hit bottom." And well, of course, there's there's no deciding what's bottom, right? Except for the person. And so, well, in hindsight, I've I've looked at this and gone, I just hadn't hit bottom and didn't know it. But you know, I think the universe <laughs> gives us the lessons we need, not necessarily the ones we want. Well, there one could do that, except yeah. when I hear that kind of um, remark especially, you know, in the months that followed this retreat. Um, I would have ripped certain faces off and... Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> like I say, it's not... You can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Is that the Rolling Stones? <laughs> that is the Rolling Stones. But um, you need yeah. to sometimes keep those opinions to yourself when you're with somebody that's just gone through well, something like know, that. Well, you know, we don't always take our own advice as a stroke. <laughs> Oh, well, gosh, no. I got into a relationship. I mean, I looked at the composite chart, and if I'd looked at that for anybody else, I would have said, run fast and run far. (laughs) Oh, no. I I ended up living with him for six months. It took me that long to have the energy to get out of it. It Yes, yes. You know, know, we're blind to our own. Yes, we are. We are. It's uh, like a doctor can't be his own doctor. So an astrologer yeah. is, is, is um, you know, but, but we have to say, I mean, we are walking down this road with some people on this show um, who are learning how to read their own charts. So, I mean, I guess there's a couple of warnings happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you but will do your best to try to understand what you're looking at. Okay, but like so those people that had the election chart for their for their shop, you know, they went to the trouble to get that done, but then they sold something bef- you before. Know, before, yeah, yeah, they got oh, eager, yeah. and there you it, go. That yeah. happens. We don't know why. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so let's let's just look at this from uh, as if we didn't know what was actually going to happen, and and there were other things in my life that year as well. So. One could have said that finances would have been a bit challenged with uh, Sun-Saturn in uh, the second house. That is the area of finances. It's also your self-esteem and self-worth from a modern perspective. Uh, so, And it's ruled by that Mars. So in my particular case with the um, uh, retreat that I went to, that Mars being the, the guy who was prominent for that year, um, in a first house perfection, he obviously in the twelfth house. I walked into something, and I should have walked right out of it. 
uh, instead of staying for a full month. <laughs> um, and so the symbolism there does fit very well. Uh, the Neptune moon, what's interesting about that in Pisces is that the guy who was leading it, um, I have no doubt that he's enlightened or down that road quite a ways, right? And so I did experience um, levels of reality that I haven't before, uh, but they weren't um, beneficial to me, oh. right? They did just the opposite. They... Um, um, yeah, it took me to a place where I couldn't function as a, you know, a, a functioning adult. <laughs> I went to being 12 years old, and then when I left the retreat, I went and drove school bus. Yeah, no, not such a good idea. Also got quite, um, uh, and so that's the sixth house. And so with Pisces, that's on a very strong energetic level. You put moon, Neptune together, that is opening you up to universal energy. And that I mean, some people will, will sort of assume that universal energy is benign or, or um, you know, is positive. No, it's neutral. <laughs> it depends well, also, on, on who's... You, got, you also got Chiron there next to the moon. Yes. And, yeah. and with it's like Mars is challenging that. It's bringing up the, the deepest wounds. Yes, exactly. And you know, not in a context... <laughs> that could actually be handled, which is yeah. the self undoing. I should have, you know, I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, that kind of thing. Um, but unfortunately, by the time I realized I was toast, I was no longer able to make choices, right. which is something that my, uh, my PTSD kind of lends itself to. If I get too overwhelmed, yeah, yeah uh, there's, well, there's the no... Oh, Neptune is overwhelmed, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> to the moon, emotional, like too much energy, and I was toast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but that, <laughs> that's there, but that's there. That's a signature for that whole year. So that was yes. part of the picture. That emotional overwhelm was something you were going to experience at some yes. point during yeah. the year. Yeah, um, and as part of your healing journey. I mean, sometimes it has. You know, it's pushes us seemingly beyond what we can handle and yeah I, I, I know I know this this it poses interesting philosophical conundrums because it interesting, is and interesting that you put this chart up instead of the one you thought, thought you yes yes it is <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no Freudian slip there at all I mean come on really Okay, moving on. So that, and so I combined it with this annual perfection. And then here is the other way that you can look at them. So in this case, my, uh, yeah, my natal chart is on the inside. And so for those who are listening, um, basically you uh, put the planets that, um, and their positions from your solar return around the outside of a chart that contains your natal chart. And of course, the first thing you see is the suns are exactly the same, 19 degrees Scorpio, 16 minutes uh, in both. Um, but then it shows where the planets were on the day that I was born, um, on my birthday, up for and, that and year. And check out Mercury there. 
yes, yes, Mercury on Saturn. Exactly. Stationing. Exactly. Stationing, Stationing on that oh. Saturn. Yes. <laughs> so, but there's doing putting these two wheels together like this one of the bonus points of that is that from the outer planet point of view not so much the inner planets although in this particular case there is a significant thing that jill just pointed out um, well, but I'll you do that. sorry but the <laughs> saturn is the ruler of capricorn which is where your moon is natally right? yes oh yeah oh yeah no i know that's saturn's conjunct your sun and Mercury's stationing on on Saturn. It's like it's a Saturnian year. Oh yes, yeah. Li yeah. Li limitations, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and also. Oh, and then look at look at see Jupiter. Jupiter is echoing or expanding or making huge and big, which is what Jupiter likes to do. My yeah. Uranus Moon opposition. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so yes. I will meet somebody, 10th house, who's a very prominent person, because that Venus-Pluto conjunction, which in the solar return chart itself is in the fourth, um, which is what's deeply buried. But uh, you put it now in the 10th relative to the original chart, and it's a prominent person capable with authority, capable of performing transformational mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the moon Chiron in your natal is conjunct. Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. So another moon Chiron. Like so an, yeah, like yeah. an echo in the twelfth house. There. Exactly, and that was another point that the ancients uh, emphasized: is that you look for echoes of what the natal promise was um, to guide you in whether or not. Um, uh, you know, this was going to be a significant year, uh, revealing a significant piece of the original promise, uh, whether there was going to be the right kind of follow through, whether it was going to be, um, well, successful for them. That was the big thing, right? Um, right. For the ancients is, you know, was the person going to enjoy this year? Um they, they, well, I'm not sure if you, if you take out Chiron and the other planets, they still would have said it was a poopy year with that Mercury stationing on and, my and, Saturn. And you've got Uranus retrograde in the first, opposing yes. your name Mars. Yeah, yeah. So that's your, your main planet, Mars. Yeah. Uranus is stirring things up. So yep. there's going to be Mars some, here. there's going to be some shaking up going on. <laughs> And it's going to piss you off some. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was, um, it didn't really piss me off. What it did, in hindsight, I mean, years down the road, I did go through some anger about the whole thing. Uh, but during that actual year, um, I, I became actually quite suicidal. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, because it was, it was way over the top for what I could handle. Um, yeah. yeah, that was... You know, it's, you know, when you struggle with mental health issues um, long enough, <laughs> you do develop a pretty warped sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, you do, you do want to see improvement, not, not, you know, after 30 years of trying to have, yeah, whatever. Anyway. But so here we but go. It works. 
But the other Uranian thing is that the, the solar return ascendant is squaring your natal Uranus. Yes. And you've got Uranus in your first house in the solar, or your solar return yeah. Uranus in your natal first house. So yeah. that ascendant thing, Uranus thing is kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. It was big. Um, you know, it... I had lost touch with astrology and hadn't, it, it hadn't even occurred to me that year that Uranus was going through my first house. Um, and again, I wasn't using an ancient technique. So, uh, you know, I wasn't thinking, well, it's not Uranus to my ascendant. Uh, but what the ancients noticed is, and this was why they stuck with whole sign houses, is that as soon as a planet ingressed into a new sign, it did begin to affect things. Um, well. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really happy now that Uranus is no longer in my first house. Well, and uh, interesting, the solar return mid-heaven is conjunct your south node in Cancer in the mm-hmm. fourth, too, because yep. you're talking I can have a sorority figure thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, this was quite a, a solar return chart. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's let's move on to <laughs> one. For- you no idea this was coming up for you today. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. hmm. Yes. Yes. I'll have to look at the trends. This was working overtime there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here we have one for Jill. And again, for those listening, if you're on my website, just scroll down and you will get to it. But we have on the bottom left-hand side, Jill's natal chart. And then the solar return chart for the year 1982, which was a very significant year in her life. And so, yeah, so your approach to solar returns is... Did we look at what annual perfection you were in? How old were you? 82. You were 30. I was 30. 30. And so I'm just going to zoom back up here and see what... Just past my Saturn return. Right. So 30 is... So that is 7th house. Yeah. So 7th house and your 7th house is Mars. No, that's you. That's me. Your seventh house is Mars. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a Libra rising. Yeah. So yeah. Mars yeah. would yeah. be the planet who was being activated that year. And Mars natally is in your first house. So how you define yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And Mars is also part of a, a T-square with my moon and sun, so... Yes. That's, that's pretty. Yeah. You know. So when when anything comes up to trigger your T-square, you probably notice it. Yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> see, see how astrology can give you a really entertaining form of humor after so many years. <laughs> you know, but it is what it is, right? Oh, yeah. No, it is. You, that's... you don't get to change this. So you got to kind of go, okay, well, that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And in, in this solar return chart, I've got another G-square happening. Yes. Yeah, you do. Between Jupiter, the moon. i got moon Chiron myself there, like you had moon Chiron. Yeah. Except you don't have moon Chiron natally, which is good. You have Venus Chiron, though. Yes, I do. Yeah. 
And look at that. It, there is a, you know, wide trine between the moon Chiron in this solar return chart and your Venus Chiron. Yeah. Yep. It's not too exact, which is probably a good thing, but yeah. Oh, yes, and you've got yes. Venus right on the ascendant. Yes. Yeah, in Capricorn. And yes. Mars, who is the ruling planet for that year, is up there in your eighth. Oh, ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> Which natally is in my 12th <laughs> Right, right. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah. this was obviously not a happy year? It was a very challenging year. It was a year in which I, um, I had two miscarriages wow. and my marriage broke up. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was a very, very intense year. It was also the year when Saturn and Pluto did their conjunction on my ascendant. Yes. So that in itself would have told me that it might be a little bit... Challenging, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. with our rule of three, we obviously have, you know, the stacking up that's starting to occur definitely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and with and, and, and to the ascendant i think we made you made this comment uh last week too is that um aspects to the ascendant are probably the most um easily identifiable moments in a person's life sure and not only is venus on the ascendant you've got yeah. the, the boats right lined yeah. up exactly with the ascendant so. yeah 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 so it's like karmic yeah it's, yeah it's you know this is part and of that south node is usually considered limiting and restricting so next to venus limiting and restricting and with saturn exactly squaring it oh yes, yes squaring yes. the nodal axis yep now yep. in in hindsight i mean once i you know and passed that and moved on um, it was what needed to happen, and I knew that I even, you know, shortly thereafter, because the marriage I knew was not supportive and helping me and something yeah. that I needed. And, I, and, you know, I grew up with a mother who stayed in it for years when it wasn't good, and I didn't see that as a positive thing right. for, for as an example for my children. So to me, it was... You know, with Mars there, it was, and Mars in the first house, it's, I did need to kind of grow up, my Saturn return, yeah. and, and really um, become who I'm supposed to be, because I couldn't do that in that marriage. Yes. I could have stayed in the marriage if I was willing to stay who I was kind of pretending to be. Right. Or yeah. you know, how I'd been. But with Saturn, Pluto coming to the ascendant, I was not going to stay the same. No, you weren't. Yeah. And that so is, I, that is your ascendant is such a powerful point in the chart. Yeah. yeah. So yes. it, you know, it, it was, you know, I, I could see even as it was, un, as, as, as it was unfolding in a way, it was what needed to happen, but it was still very painful and difficult and challenging. <laughs> When you've got three small children. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. So the other way that you would look at this 
was also by combining and I do have a chart for each way so the first one is with her natal chart on the inside and those solar return planets on the outside of the wheel this is what's called a bi wheel and again if you're listening to this live and you go to my website you can uh, pull up what we're looking at here and so what yeah, strikes you with this piece yeah if you're talking about mars being the you know perfection planet yeah, yeah. Uh, jupiter on there so it was a positive thing yes yes you know, yeah in was, the end yeah was free freeing me up from something that was definitely kind of a toxic situation exactly yeah but i didn't make it easy i <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it easy yeah. um and you know i've got the solar return moon squaring my sun oh right yes yes the same moon again yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah, because that, I mean, a, a shift like that challenges all of the paradigms um, and comfort zones that we're, we're raised with. You know, you broke from what your mom's tradition was, which is you put up and just keep put up going. And shut up. Just uh, yeah, and yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so that original square is like, and you said, ah, uh, yeah, that'll be a no. Not, yeah, yeah, not no, doing I, that again. That may have been what you needed to do is definitely not what I need to do. So, yeah, no. yeah, very brave and of you. Very brave. And you've, got, you've got that Mars Saturn on Saturn Neptune in the 12th. Right, <laughs> yes. Pluto perched on the ascendant. ascendant. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, was this going to be a transformational year? Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Was it going to be an easy one? No. Saturn doesn't make things easy. (laughs) No, no. It just puts it, it kind of takes reality like a pie and sort of smushes it into your face. Yeah. But natally, I've got that grand cross with Saturn involved with the opposition to Jupiter. Yeah. Square Uranus opposite Jupiter or Venus Venus. Chiron. Yeah. So So it, it, this literally activated both of your grand crosses both of the the grand oh. the square and the grand cross right yes. so, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it was it was yeah you know up until 2019 it was probably one of the most the most challenging year 2019 was a close second <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah it was um and ultimately it was the best thing i could ever have done i yeah yeah I see my ex-husband now who's remarried and, you know, when there's kid stuff happening, we're you know, families, yeah. you know, we see him. But I, I, it's one of those things where I look at him and think, did I really t- spend 12 years with this person? That seems like so bizarre to me, you know? Ha. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we do change over time. So you also take that same chart and do the reverse. You flip it. Yeah, so, so again, that yeah. takes us back to the, the solar return chart with the Capricorn rising, which highlights the Saturnian aspect of it all. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it was my Saturn return year, and the nodal axis being exactly on it, pretty much. Yeah. And eighth house, all that eighth house, so the two miscarriages, the dissolving of the partnership, the marriage. Yeah, yeah. 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 Eighth and house. Mercury. 
Mercury ruling the eighth house is conjunct my son in in this solar yeah. return. Yeah, rethinking it was retrograde, so which is being squared by that moon Chiron. Yeah, and and opposite Jupiter. So, yeah, bringing up all kinds of old stuff to let go mm -hmm. of. Yeah. yeah. Pluto, Pluto purges. Pluto is a... Oh, a, yes. Yeah. It's targeted, <laughs> right? Although, although, you know, um, when we're talking about Pluto, uh, when he was going through Sagittarius, um, you know, there, uh, there were Sagittarians that they didn't even seem to miss a beat. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. And often with Pluto... <clears throat> It doesn't hit you till later. Yeah, like you don't yes, realize yeah, yeah. What, what was going on because it's so deep and transformative that it's kind of, it takes years to kind of kind of go. For the Whoa. dust to settle. Oh, what was that yeah. that happened? <laughs> yeah. And natally, I do have the sun widely opposition by Pluto. They do see each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Well, and in, um, in Hellenistic, they definitely do. Right, because yeah. they they look at sign based aspects. They don't just yeah. have to be. It's interesting that their orbs um, are three degrees, and that's it. Except right. for the moon. The moon can, if I'm getting this right, the moon can be ten degrees, and the sun for the conjunction for being under the beams is fifteen. Right. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, everything else it's three degrees. Yeah, and, and I don't keep my orbs quite that tight, but when I am doing a you know mm -hmm. a chart, I do I I don't do really wide orbs because that well that, pretty soon too, everything is affecting everything and yeah, it's just and, uh, and, you know if you yeah. start looking at minor the, there's a lot of minor aspects you wipe them out by having big orbs around yeah the other, yes the other exactly thing. exactly so yeah yeah that's uh, that was uh, funnier yeah. Yeah. We can move on to the next one. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so this... The next, the the, next fun year. Yeah, the <laughs> next fun year. So this is her solar return uh, for 2019. Um, so again, yeah. we can just, uh, for our listening audience, of course, the sun originally was at 12 degrees uh, Aquarius 25. And of course, in the solar return, that's exactly where it is. Um, natally, it's in her fourth um, but here it's in her first, and we are using Placidus House System. So, right. what else is interesting? Oh, look at all that action up there in the twelfth house. My and my. And look at look at who's sitting on the ascendant. <laughs> Saturn. <laughs> and who's in the first house? Pluto. Okay, yeah. So sort of an echo taking okay, you all so the way. It is, the, it is the echo of that chart because that we've is, got yeah. the approaching Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Yeah, yeah, right? which um, if folks remember, there was this super-duper, doesn't happen very often, uh, <coughs> we had Sun, Jupiter, Moon, uh, Pluto, Saturn, all conjoining on the 12th of, Cap or of January, yeah, in 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so they were moving towards that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Close enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, and and the moon is conjunct Saturn. Yeah. So and in the twelfth house. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah. So you can see that it 
and look who's in the in the in the third there. Yep. We've got a Mars Uranus conjunction. Yeah, yes. That you do, that you do. So oh, let the folks know kind of what, what this year was about. Well, this this particular year I had had to move at the uh, actually I moved this right. year. I moved into the apartment I'm in right now. Um, because I'd been evicted from my previous place because the landlord wanted to raise the rent. Right. <laughs> So this yeah. is just to let people know. So the fourth house cusp is Venus ruled and Venus yeah. is hanging out in that same 12th house with the Saturn moon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, and at the time I got evicted, my, I mean, the rents in Victoria were through the roof oh, and gosh. it was yeah. so little available to rent. You know, I was yeah. just in a, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Oh. And my eldest daughter came forward and said, you know, mom, we can, we can buy a condo and you can rent it from us. We'll keep, then we can keep the rent so you can afford it and we won't evict you. And I went, <laughs> thank you. I think that's the deal I can't refuse. <laughs> so they had bought this place. Well, I hadn't been in here six months. Oh, when, that's right um, too. There was mold. When I discovered, well, I, I, I was getting ill. I was, I mean, yeah. you know, even, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started getting really ill and, and just didn't know why. Yeah. Right? Um, and um, finally, because um, there was the um, an area of the flooring I was standing on it one day and it was kind of squishy and I went, hmm, what's going on? Yeah. So we just finally determined there was water damage under the floors. But the, uh, the situation was such that the company that manages it wasn't you know, going to admit they had anything to do with it. It wasn't their problem. So yeah, it was yeah. long and protracted. I ended up living at my sister's place for six months because I couldn't be in here because of the mold, right? And had to be remediated, which cost my daughter and her husband a whole lot of money. And, oh. <laughs> and it was crazy. I was just, I was so insane. So I was, and I was sick, you know, and I yeah. had to figure out how to, you know, I went online, found people who suffered from it and found natural therapies that, yeah. supplements and things to help get the mold out of their system and clear it up. And yeah. So I was, you know, I did recover with, thank you. Um, so I was there from May, end of May until November. Right. Yeah. Okay. Beginning of November, and a month after I moved back in, I fell and broke my left wrist. <laughs> That's right, too. That was that same year. My goodness. Well, I was really glad to see the back of 2019. <laughs> in the rearview mirror, she said, "Thank you very much. I don't want to see a solar return chart." that echoes uh, 1982 again. So in theory, folks, you actually could print off all of your solar return charts. Um, oh, and the other difference that the modern folks use with their solar returns is they relocate them to where your actual birthday is. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. instead of this being cast for North Vancouver, which was where she was born, um, she lives in Victoria, Jill does. And so these solar return charts were um, cast for Victoria. Whereas with the ancients, um, 
you know, they didn't have atlases. <laughs> so <laughs> they probably yeah. never occurred to them to relocate them, but they and, and don't relocate Victoria, them. It's not that far from Vancouver. It doesn't make a huge difference. No, it case. wouldn't in this case. Yeah. But notice again, we've got the nodal axis first and seven. Oh, hours. gosh, yes, that as well. South node. Yeah. So again, and, you could, folks, you could run all of your solar returns ahead. And look at the ones that look really poopy and find yourself a bombshell. No. <laughs> and Uranus is squaring that nodal axis. It is. So shocking it developments. Me and... up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it also brought up a whole lot. I went through a whole lot of uh, energy healing and brought up a whole lot of old family stuff. And, yeah, oh, okay. Was, yeah. Yeah. Because that's often a part of why we get ill even if there's environmental factors contributing. Yeah. You know, we all carry emotional baggage that we need to get rid of to be healthy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it was an interesting time. Yeah. And that Venus is square in Chiron. Oh, yes, yes. So it's yep. 12 times is squaring yep. the Chiron in the second. Yep. Yeah, it didn't help my financial picture. Sure. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Because I, you know, trying to work when you're that sick, it wasn't happening. So yeah. I lost, I lost a lot of business, and and then 2020 came along, and and so then yeah, and then everything gets shut down. Has not been uh, helpful. Yes. Or... No, not <laughs> at all. So here we have uh, with her natal chart on the inside so this is that bi-wheel format which can again visually add to the picture so here we have that mars in the sixth house um you know sort of and and aries breaks that makes sense yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. uranus there on the seventh yes yeah right again you know triggering that that ascendant descendant axis yeah and squaring Mercury. Yes. And Mercury rules your sixth house. Yeah. Yeah, and Mercury's conjunct south node. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it the bywheel gives gives you uh, another way to see the picture that you're gonna have for the year ahead. The moon, is, the moon is on the midpoint of Venus and Cairo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, old healing old stuff. Working yep. conjunct the sun in the forest, you know. Yep. Yep. Bringing old stuff up to be healed. And it, I mean, ultimately, again, those things are good, but not fun. To no, go no, no. One, one can take a hard pass. If you could, you would. Yeah, but, <laughs> but also the, the actual Saturn-Pluto conjunction was not that far off. A square to my to the original one that yes. was my right so that it would echo that yes that exactly first, that Pluto conjunction on the ascendant is uh, probably not that surprising yeah 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 so do we have and then we have it flipped the other way where the solar yes. return is in the inside and the natal chart is on the outside again another way to see the picture yeah, yeah, that descendant right on Uranus in the third house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting times. Moon, moon <laughs> wanting stability and not getting it. Thank you very much. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah somebody who, who has the moon in Taurus and sun in the fourth house natally. Yeah. 
Now, anything that's shaking up the home and making you feel unsafe in your own home, that yeah. was... Yeah. And Marjoranus is is not a safe combo, not in Aries, not by anybody's estimation. No, no, no that, I mean, it's a shakeup for sure. And yeah. it's hitting you know, natal descendants. So, yeah, yeah it's, it was just uh, like the one you just put up for you. you yeah. The years that uh, leave their mark. They are. They are. Oh, look, Pluto's opposite. The, my natal Pluto's opposite the part of fortune. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> well, that um, that would be from a Hellenistic point of view. When things are aspecting the part of fortune, uh, it is a boon. Like it is considered um, to be a mitigating factor, right? Yeah. So you know, it, it, I don't say that it would necessarily always. Um, create the conditions where you're going to survive for sure, but it definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no, I, I was, I was very, very sick initially with the mold thing. Oh God, I, you would be. Oh. I, and, and that feeling of, and as, and I started to get, you know, I would feel like I was getting better, and then, you know, my sister, I'd go with my sister, and, you know, for a little visit with her family or something, and hit the wall and just like, oh my God, I'm, you know, is this ever going to get better? You know, yeah, it was yeah. Very scary. Yes, it would have been. Very. Yeah. 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 Big yeah. shake up. Okay, so that is a little intro into one of the standard predictive techniques that... But not all solar returns are quite like these. No, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Most of them are pretty uh, humdrum, you know, because our life goes through periods where you know, we aren't, uh, our backs aren't exactly up against the wall all the time. No, and stuff happens yeah. every year. Yeah. Do go stuff every year but yeah. they're not always as dramatic as these years we were talking about <laughs> but it does show the power of a solar return and that yeah. you can pay attention to them um and so you know with the rule of three transits solar um time lord techniques or um in modern times they would use uh, secondary progressions and uh, solar arc directions so again, we need to, you know, that's schedule. Another, that's another show altogether. Exactly, exactly. Where we can <laughs> look, and we'll we'll pick different events. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you know, what you'll see once you you know start playing with these techniques is that they stack up, and yeah. and that in and of itself is quite bizarre. Like, how is it that? you know, on a transit, on a solar arc, and let's say on a secondary progression, they're all pointing at the same thing. That, that's one of the things that I'm you often know. blown away with, with yeah. astrology, is the perfection of the universal timing of things, exactly. you know? Exactly, exactly. You can't help but go, wow. Wow, and on that note, we're down to <laughs> 22 seconds. So thank you folks for listening. And you have been listening to 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. Bye, Jill. Bye. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay.